Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good evening, good evening, good evening. And if you're looking at my face, then you know what time it is. It's time to put your game face on. I'm Richard the Razor Ewing. He's Matt, none the wiser wise. We do this every week. And Matt, before I get started, as you probably know, I got to go to the questions. Get them. So if you're trying to figure out how to put that drink on the table without messing up the wood, you're on the wrong podcast. And if you're trying to figure out how to get the doilies to match the embroidery section on your front living room, you're on the wrong podcast. However, if you're trying to get insight into sports in the San Francisco Bay Area, you just put your game face on. And if you're trying to get insight into sports on a national level, once again, you put your game face on. I am Richard DeRezzi Ewing. He is Matt Nunderwise and Wise. Matt, what do we got? Uh, what don't we have? We got coaches resigning. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Niners losing another one. Uh, we have more quarterback injury news. Yeah. We have the Gigantes in a, in a battle against the evil, evil Dodgers. Uh, tied 1-1 in the series as we go into tonight, which is Monday night. The game is going on right now. Wow. Um, so we got a lot going on. And not only that, Razor, I, I told you that I've been I've been putting just a little bit of pennies into betonline.ag. Yeah. And I'm not joking. I put in I only put in $25. I only deposited $25 into this, into this, wow. this, this place, right? Yeah. And and I have already I have already racked up to $105 in my bank, my friend. Uh, I put a two-team parlay down on Monday night, uh, the Tampa, or last Thursday, I think, Tampa Bay against Boston, game one. I picked Tampa Bay. They won. Thursday night uh, football game, uh, I believe it was the Chargers, some, something I put, put it down on them. I hit that parlay. So I put I had two parlays and I picked the baseball game. I had a great night that time. I haven't bet again since because I am scared to death. But <laughs> but we you and I, you and I are gonna be doing picks and we're gonna be battling each other what they call a friendly, friendly wager, a friendly battle. But I may take a few of my picks and I may go over to betonline.ag to put a little bit of my winnings down to try to win a little bit more okay. and, and, and see what happens. And I'm going to head on over to their website and I encourage you to do it too. If you don't want to head over on the website on your computer, get out your phone on your mobile device, sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I'm telling you, do not forget to use the promo, promo code believe that's B L E A V to receive your bonus. From football to basketball to boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, 
don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Okay. I say this every week and I'll say it again. If you think you got what it takes, go over to bet online and see if you can, you can, you can bring in some winnings. As I always say, man, I, I, I can't do it, man. I, I got, I got wife and kids, man. I'll be sleeping outside if I do that. So I don't. Well, I was very careful to say I only deposited $25 because if by chance my wife does listen to this podcast, <laughs> I don't want her to think that I put a bunch of money into it and I'm just a big old loser. Yeah, it's only, yeah, yeah. It's only $25, babe. Uh, yeah. So, but getting back to, we got to deal with the rat on the table, the elephant in the room. It came out today that the ever so pragmatic John Gruden, had to resign from the Raiders today because of some emails that were found that he had sent regarding uh, anti-gay uh, uh, slurs, uh, also uh, misogynistic uh, remarks, and also racial remarks regarding NFL players or players coming out of college. I don't know the exact details of everything in that email, and I probably should not say that because that it was speculation at this point but this just blew my head away i sent you a text on it and i just put the words kaboom in there because my mind was blown when i i mean i i saw the text the other day on my phone but i thought okay well you know what this is something they're gonna have to prove that whole thing and now it's just like dude he's, he's lost his job and well i did see i did see adam schefter did report that uh that Mark Davis and was looking for John Gruden this morning, found him. There was a meeting that happened and the quote that's all over the place is it's over. Uh, and so uh, who knows? We'll see everybody saying John Gruden's going to resign. This is what I do know. I had a great football coach in high school, great football coach. And, and he taught me a lot. He not only taught me a lot about life, but he taught me a lot about football um, and, and just a, a lot. But his uh, methods were, were a little unorthodox at times. And sometimes those methods that were used, you know, I'm, we're talking now 20 years ago, mm -hmm. are not quite acceptable in this day and age. And right. the, the coaches that can, can progress with the time can do just fine. And mm -hmm. those that can't, they end up getting into a lot of trouble and they end up getting into a lot of hot water because it may be tolerated for a little while, but mm -hmm. all it takes is him pissing off one person, one player, and all the dirty laundry comes out. And here's the thing on John Gruden's side, you're a leader, you're a leader of that football team. You're the leader of that organization. Um, we, you got to do better and we should expect better uh, from our leaders and if we are leaders, then we need to do better and we need to strive to do better every day. So um, it, it's just really, it's, it sucks because the Raiders started off having a good year and now it's looked like it's going down the toilet. Well, I will say this much to your point about, you know, having a coach, you know, 20 years ago, you know, you know, recently it came out that, you know, Urban Meyer was seen where a young college girl was, you know, basically gyrating in front of him and that sort of thing. And his wife, I guess, came out and defended him. But then we look at, say, like you say, 20 years ago. You know, I think of the day when uh, the head coach of the Indiana Hoosiers 
the they call him the general. One day he threw a chair out in the middle of the of the of the uh, the uh, the court during a game. Yeah, Bobby Knight would not last. No, initially, no, he would not. He would not at all. No, no, those, no, those type no. and and um, and and for good reason, like you know, because they are leaders, and we should hold them to a higher standard. We should expect them to not act like that in those in those circumstances but i mean that, that's different i mean he bobby knight did a lot of other worse stuff than throwing a chair yeah, yeah, during did. competition yeah. i would i would consider that actually mild you know because in the heat yeah. of battle things do happen right like mm-hmm. on the field in between the lines that's one thing like wild behaviors or, or stepping outside uh who you may normally be that's one thing but mm-hmm. when you're just out in the world being a terrible person you know uh, doing terrible things and saying terrible things and attacking people, then you should be held accountable to the highest, highest regard or highest standard there is. Well, this is the thing though. $100 million for 10 years. Yeah. That was, I was just about to bring that out. $100 million for 10 years. And, and really at the end of the day, you, you get these individuals who have uh, positions of authority or they may have, um, um, you know, prestigious positions. And now all of a sudden they think, that you know they have the ability to do things that common everyday people can't do, and the reality of the matter is this: no, you can't. Okay, um, I kind of feel for John Gruden's wife at this point because I'm sure it's difficult for her right now. Um, yeah, also Gruden's family, um, you know, and not to mention the fact that you know, at the end of the day, not only should you be held accountable, but you should receive the full recompense for your actions. So this is kind of what's going on. And you look at the league as a whole, okay? This should be a marker to the rest of the league. You know, the guys that are head coaches or if you, you're a budding star as, a, as an athlete, you, you, need, you need to walk lightly, okay? Because, you, I mean, hey, you walk around with all that money and everything. It's like at the end of the day, brother, I think Michael Jordan said it best. He said, hey, the moment you, you get to that status, you walk around with a bullseye now, okay? Everybody's and you, out to get you. And everybody's got a cell phone. Everybody's, everybody's got everybody, a cell phone. Everybody knows how to save emails. Everybody knows right. how to save text messages. Right. Like, you're not going to hide from nothing. No, no. So, and everything, and, and I said this before, too, man, because you know me, I'm a Bible reader. So, uh, with, like I always say, man, you know, what's done in the dark to come to light. <laughs> so you know but it's, it's kind of sad and you, like you said it's a sad season for the Raiders because like you said and it just came out just now that apparently Las Vegas assistant coach Rich Bissacia I wonder if I'm pronouncing that right is reportedly expected to replace John Gruden as an interim, on the interim base so they already got a replacement for this guy dang look at Game Face Podcast just breaking news as it happens hey man that's what we do here man if you ain't listening to Game Face Podcast you're missing out if you if you have missed out that's okay we welcome you hit that (laughs) like button hit that subscribe button drop us a comment and and let's keep it moving and and then you won't miss anything you won't miss this breaking news that the Razor's dropping on us this evening so thank you Razor for that I appreciate it yeah. Also, I think I said this to you earlier. It appears that Ben Simmons took his COVID-19 test in compliance with NBA rules after meeting with 76ers about possibly ending the holdout. And that's big news because everybody was trying to figure out where this guy was going to go. If he Nobody did. wanted him. Yeah, that's no the problem. He yeah. realized nobody wanted him. And his best way to get back in the league is to go back to Philly 
And if he can't make it right, at least try to play his way into some trade value. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, let's, let's talk about the, let's talk about the, the third L that the Niners got. Okay. And it was tough because it did look like a game that they probably could have gotten. Okay. Um, but unfortunately they came up on the short end of the stick. So you had Trey Lance, basically rookie quarterback. And the biggest talk about it was that, okay, when are they going to use this guy? When are they going to put him in? And he went in on Sunday and they're saying, I don't know if this is true or not, but they're saying that he is the youngest NFL player to start an NFL game in NFL history. Wow. I don't know if that's true or not, but that, that is big. Okay. Uh, that, is, that is big. And, uh, while he looked promising and he looked there, there was things to be very, very happy with. Mm-hmm. To be honest, he looked like the the youngest NFL quarterback to start a game in in the NFL. I mean, and, and that's not a knock on him at all. Well, no, no. But, I mean, the guys but... played two football games in the last year, uh, last two years, maybe. I don't know. But like. It's not a knock on him, and I think he did well. But you saw the f- very first play; I think it was he threw a pick. So yeah, um, but but this is the thing: what you saw from him is what you should have expected. Okay, he, I, made, he made he made some mistake. He's a rookie; he's not a starter. He has he's not a veteran. He hasn't been in the league five seasons yet. So what you saw is pretty much what you should have seen. Okay, yes, he threw a pick. Um, I also thought the decision that he made to on the fourth and one to run it in was once again, a rookie decision because he had Elijah Mitchell out in the fight. He could have tossed it to him and Mitchell was big enough. To, I think to bear, to, to bear over that guy, but you know, instead he goes up against Isaiah Simmons, Isaiah Simmons, they go helmet to helmet. And it's the other thing, no helmet to helmet call on that play. And it should have been, um, but Isaiah Simmons has to go into the blue tarp for concussion protocol. And then you have brought out that now it appears that Lance has a sprang sprang knee. So now he's out for, you know, a couple of weeks, which the timing couldn't have been better because we, we all know that the Niners are on a bye next week. So they need time to, to lick their wounds and heal up. But what you saw is what you should have saw. Okay. Because once he made his mistakes, then he started learning from them and he started progressing and he started leading the team downfield. Now, their biggest issue was that once they got downfield and got into a scoring position, they simply couldn't score. And so this is what you get when you have a rookie quarterback that's coming in the NFL playing against a top-notch defense like Arizona, who went into that game 4-0, and now they're 5-0 and at, the, at the, the, the expense of San Francisco. Yeah. What I am, what I'm very pleased with is, is actually the defense. I mean, they held a very, very – very strong Cardinals offense to 17 points um, and kept the Niners in the game all day uh, because of the defense they played. So some shout out to the defense uh, hats off to them because they, they really turned it around. It's great to see Norman back out there um, on the corner. So, so I, I'm very, very hopeful there with this quarterback injury now now it makes me wonder like are they gonna go back to jimmy because trey lance got hurt i mean trey lance did have 16 rush attempts which i know he's a rushing quarterback but but to me that's quite a lot and and a sprained knee kind of tells you that may be a little too many 
uh, rush attempts for you? Well, I think to your point, I think you're absolutely spot on. Um, and this is the problem I have with Kyle Shanahan's offense is that, you know, I get that, that you want to run the football. I got no problem with that. The problem is you're trying to have everybody run the football. You got Debo Samuel trying to run the football. You got Kyle Juszczyk, which he should. He's a running back, okay? But come on. You're running, your, 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 your quarterback is going to run 16 times? I mean, that's just ridiculous. You know, you think about this. You need to help this guy develop his passing attack, okay, to throw the football. My goodness, Brandon Ayuk, two catches? Two catches. This guy was huge last season. So why is it that a guy who's huge last season, you're barely throwing to him? Benjamin had no tosses to him. None. Okay, your receiving core isn't receiving the football. And the reason why is because you're making your quarterback run the football instead of throw the football. Yeah, well, I think I think Shanahan may, maybe 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 was thinking like, hey, I abandoned the run too soon the last two games. Uh, if I remember correctly, there were, uh, the last game Jimmy Garoppolo pl- played, his pass attempts were like some like 40 pass attempts. Um, I, I think he was abandoning the run a little too early. And I think this, this week, when you have a running quarterback, you're going to stuff the run. The problem is, is there, what I didn't see much play action off of it. I, other than all the misdirection, there was no play action to go deep downfield. No. And that's what you needed to do because you were, you had set it up. I mean, shoot, they got a guy spying the quarterback when he's running at 16 times. So now you've just taken a linebacker or out of the, out of the equation. Right. Yeah. And now you have something like your tight ends up the middle or your inside wide receiver up the middle in a seam round um, because you're one-on-one everywhere else because they're playing you eight, nine in the box because they're playing the run. Yeah. But see, my problem is this, you got Debo Samuel who can catch the football three receipts, 58 yards, but he rushed the ball too, and he got a score rushing the right ball. thirteen yards touchdown rush. That yeah. was something that he is not designed to do. He's designed right. to catch the football. And so my whole point is, one of the things that they've been talking about with Kyle Shanahan is that he doesn't use players for what their 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 specialty is. He uses them for things for his scheme. And the problem with his scheme is, this isn't this isn't something that the NFL the league doesn't know about. They right. all know Kyle Shanahan's going to run the football. Everybody knows that. Even I know that. And I'm not even in the NFL. So, so if, if you're doing this, basically what you're doing is, is you're putting the possibility or raising the, the percentage of your players getting hurt. Okay, that's what you're doing. And so you got your your right now, your 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 rookie quarterback, he's hurt. Okay. And the biggest problem with it is you're not threatening the defense you're not making the defense work for anything no it's it's very one-dimensional yeah and and even if you are passing the little dink and dunk stuff is fine but you're not stretching the field you're not stretching the defense and and at least giving the threat that you're going to drop one over the top right and i think i think the other thing is to your point is it's like hey if you're a quarterback and you're not throwing the ball downfield, then the, the opposing defense, all they got to do is bring their corners up. Okay. And that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if the quarterback starts going downfield, it's like now all of a sudden you give them the defense something to think about because now they're not sure. And that's what you want. You want, you want, you don't want the defense 
to, to, to know or, or figure out what your offense is. And right now, that's the reason why they have the three losses is because defenses are figuring out what Cal Shanahan is going to do because they already know what he's going to do. Yeah, I, I, I would like to see something different added into the game plan. Mm, yeah. Okay, offensively. Um, but but and then here's the, the conundrum that Shanahan's in. What game plan for what quarterback is he putting in? Right. Like what? Because those game camp plans should be shouldn't be identical. They should be similar, but they should have some different things, different components to it that other ones don't. And if you're if you're game planning for Jimmy, but Trey's going to play, I think that's an issue. And if you're game planning for Trey to play and Jimmy's playing and you end up putting Jimmy in because now Trey's not ready, that's a whole nother complexity that 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 it does make it a little more difficult. But hey, you're the coach of the San Francisco 49ers. You're getting paid millions of dollars. Let's make the good decisions. Let's make the right decisions. Let's game plan the way that we should for whatever quarterback we have in the game. Well, honestly, I think what he probably should do, this is just my opinion, and it probably don't mean much. I mean, he's not going to listen to it anyway. Yeah. Uh, but but my, my whole deal is this. I think what he should do is he should start Jimmy in the next game. And what he should do is bring the pass attack. Okay? Bring, stretch out those receivers. They can run and go get it. Um, Jimmy make, can throw it downfield. We know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Garoppolo can throw it downfield. Um, obviously, he throws dangerous passes. That's his biggest Achilles. If he if he right. doesn't throw the dangerous passes and like throws throws the passes for you know the streaks and you know like e- even the quick the quick pass is a great pass if you can get it off and, and stretch it to at least five to six yards. Um, but what you're going to do at that point is you're going to change. The viewpoint of the defense. The defense is gonna look and go, okay, look, we've been we were geared to, to stop the run. These guys are throwing the ball. Okay. And then after that, once they start pulling guys up to throw the ball, then you mix it up and go with the run. Right. Okay. Because what do you know? You know that hey, you have schemes to run the football, but you don't have any schemes for the pass. So, you know, when you spice it up a little bit, change the recipe a little bit, add something else to that menu, now all of a sudden you got an offense that starts cooking and starts clicking. Because now the defense knows, hey, guys, we're having issues preparing for them. Why? Because we don't know what they're going to do. Well, here's speaking of an offense that needs to start cooking. Here's an offense that needs to start cooking. That's my San Francisco Giants. The offense needs to start cooking. Game one, great, perfect. Four nothing, three jacks, love it. Game two, zero offense. Buster Posey cannot be the only man on the team that's contributing. Tonight, it's off to a rough start. But Max Scherzer, Mad Max, looks like a madman. And uh, he is throwing just bullets out there in L.A. country where it's it's windy as all get out. So it, it probably not a tough night to pitch. So it's still 0-0. It's the third inning. But I need to see some offense from the Giants because if you're going to beat these Dodgers, you've got to put runs on the board. And you got to do it early. They should have got Mad Max in the first inning. They didn't that may come back to haunt them. Well, this is the other thing. I'm hoping that Logan Webb can produce another Webb gym because this is a guy that his, his pitching has just been amazing. Um, I, who I'm still scratching my head trying to figure out where they got this guy because he, his, he, what is he? I think he's a 3.55 ERA. Um, he's, he's, I think he's, he's one, he's one out of his last 15, he's one 13. He's dealing and his stuff is nasty. And 
And I had a buddy of mine that goes, Hey, uh, I got a friend on the giants. His name's Logan. And I go, Webb. And he goes, yeah, I go, would you think your son would be interested if I get him an autograph? I said, dude, would he ever like, let me get him on the podcast. Like he is, he's dealing. He is the giants ace this year. Got no disrespect to Gosman. He's pitched beautifully this yeah, year. He, um, he's, he's had a strong end of the end of the year. He pitched a great game and great game too. That loss was not on him at all. I mean, wow. Uh, he did everything he could. So, uh, yeah, I, the pitching, I'm cool with the pitching. Mm -hmm. I, we need, we need some runs. We need some offense. Um, and it's, and it's gotta happen because this is a five game series. You don't have time to get behind on the Dodgers. Um, I think tonight they got to win this game. Well, no, they definitely have to win this game. And like you said, it's a five game series. So you have to get to three games fast. Okay. You don't want to, you don't want to get behind. And you don't want to give them any type of any type of momentum. Um, and the, the worst part about it is you got to do win these games in Dodgerland. Okay, right. you can't. In other words, you got to force them to come back here to San, to San Francisco. Yes. If, if, you, if you can't, then then your season's over. Okay. So, um, and I I just I just don't think I just don't think that's something that they're going to happen. The Giants have been playing well all year, and they've been getting you know most of their their two to three game series. They've, they've got the best of them. I believe that they can go in there and get, if they don't get this one, I believe they can get the next one. Okay. Um, yeah. If they, I think if they, if they don't get tonight, you pitch Logan Webb tomorrow. Um, it may be a little bit of short rest, but I think you have to go with them because that that's the season right there. Um, but to, for me, tonight's a must win because it gives you a little bit of that comfort going into the next game in Dodger stadium. Um, and you know what? I, I'm just really competitive. I'm really competitive. I'm competitive against the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I'm competitive against anybody. I'm competitive against myself when I'm over at betonline.ag. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Where we I haven't been competitive, Razor. Where? Right here on this podcast. Ah. You and I have not gone head to head on anything, on picking games, nothing. So I challenged you, right? I challenge you. Yeah, but you know, it's kind of it's kind of a it's kind of a challenge that I look and go, why would I even accept this? But I realize this is game phase and it's what we do here. So um you 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 wanted to start this thing. Yeah, let's so we get we pick we each pick three games uh that are happening this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh they could be pro games, college games, whatever they are. Okay, uh, and we're picking based on based off the point spread. So my first pick. Uh, was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Philadelphia Eagles. Tampa Bay Buccaneers were favored, giving seven points. And I decided I was going to take Tampa Bay because they're going to win by more than seven against Philadelphia. Um, and then we had the first game for you, Razor. We had uh, you, you were picking Jacksonville to get off the schneid to get their <laughs> first win against Miami. And Miami was favored, given three and a half points. And you picked the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, I did. Cause I just yeah. feel like, I feel like Jacksonville. Yeah. I feel like they got to win one, man. Come on. And I think this they're is due. Yeah, they're due. They're due to win one. I think this is, this is the one I think they're going to get this one. And I think that's a good call, but I, you know, I don't know. Here, here we go. The next one I had was Cincinnati versus Detroit. Cincinnati Bengals were favored giving three. Now, I don't know if you saw Dan Campbell give that passionate, tearful speech after the loss the detroit lions took this last weekend no i did not see that actually this man is is big boy tears 
dripping down his face, defending and uh, just so heartbroken that his team battled so hard and still lost. And with that said, I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals favored given the three points uh i respect the passionate speech from the detroit lions coach but i just don't know if they're going to get it done so uh, um okay now the I, next I yeah the game i had was the chargers versus the ravens and to me this is a juicy matchup i like it i like everything about it because because first of all the afc in my opinion is just over the last three seasons just gotten tough they have just gotten tough man they just and I tell you right now, Justin Herbert is, is a beast, man. This kid comes in, and the Chargers look for real. They look like they, they like like no matter what you who you put on that field right now, they're like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay, look. Um, but they yeah, do I got, look legit. Yeah, they do look legit. I got them over the Ravens in this one. And you do, and it's a pick 'em game, so you can't go wrong with that. That is a great pick uh, for your second pick. My third pick. We're going straight to San Jose, straight out of San Jose for the San Jose State Spartans. Spartan up, folks, because it's homecoming. Mm -hmm. And and we got San Diego State coming into Spartan Stadium. Wow. San Diego is favored by eight points. I am taking the Spartans. I do not care. It is homecoming. Spartan up. The, the San Jose State Spartans are going to turn it around. This is going to be the game. I'm not betting. I don't care about the eight points. Spartans are winning it straight out. I'm, wow. That's what I'm calling. I don't care that they're, they're underdogs by eight points. It does not matter. Spartans are winning it. That's my third pick. I'm sticking to it. Okay. That's bold. That's a bold prediction. But I like it. You kept it local, man. You can't be mad at you for that. See um, what happens. Yeah. Okay. I got my third pick. And it's the Denver Broncos versus the Raiders. The dysfunctional Raiders. Yeah. And the Denver Broncos are given three and a half points, yeah. which means they're the favorites. Yes, and I got to go with Denver because I just feel like with this whole John Gruden thing, they're going to be – they're not going to be in sync. You know, they're going to be – they're not going to be able to keep it together on the field. They, when Anytime you switch coaching and coaching staffs, that just causes everything to jumble, and I just no kind of, bueno. I just got to feel like Denver is just going to go ahead and, and 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 get them. So I'm going to go with Denver on this one. Um, and by the way, uh, my Golden State Warriors. I got to put this in here. My boy Jordan Poole. I tell you something. Everybody's talking about the return to Clay Thompson. You know what? Everybody better start focusing on the emerging budding star that Jordan Poole is becoming. Okay, this this cat. Like I said, he went to the G League and he was like, okay, you know what? I ain't going back down there no more. And he making sure of it. He had, what do you have? He had like, I think, 28. 20, let me ask you this. Okay. Jordan Poole, before Clay comes back, just balls out. Yeah. Balls out of his mind. Right. Clay, Clay comes back, looks like Clay. Mm-hmm. In the position that the Warriors are, would you at that point look to leverage Jordan Poole? to see if you can trade him before the trade deadline. If he's still playing at this level, think of what you can get in return at that point to bolster your roster, maybe beef up your bench a little bit more to give you that playoff push. I'm going to say no on that. You think he's that good? You do not want to trade him. No. And I tell you why, because the one thing about Golden State that I like and every now and then you'll hear somebody talk about it, but they don't talk about it enough. 
Golden State in the last 10 years has been able to pr produce what I call diamonds in the rough, okay? Uh, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, um, um, e even even uh, uh, Steph, Monte Ellis. Monte yeah, yeah. Ellis, they developed into a tremendous point guard. Those are guys that teams didn't even go after, and look what they became. But then you got to remember the Troy Dunleavy's and the Mike Dunleavy or Troy Murphy, Troy Mike Murphy. Dunleavy. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. You got to remember those ones, uh, the Festus Azili's and the. Well, I don't know. Festus wasn't bad. He wasn't. Festus was part of the beginning of that championship run. Festivus oh. for the rest of us. That's all I got to <laughs> say. Hey, everybody was saying that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to go, man, because uh, our time is up. But we come back next week and we're gonna see who did better in these picks. Yeah, I'm excited we'll, we'll to take see. a look. I still think I still think I'm gonna get the best of it, but anyway, that's just the way I am. So <laughs> hey, it's a long season. We may have to do it the rest of the year and just see who's got the best record. I tell you something, we might, we might just have to. Anyway, man, I am Richard the Razor Ewing. He's Matt and Wise and Wise. This is Game Face, Bay Area Sports Magnified. Oh, wait, wait, one more thing. Almost forgot. We got our new. San Jose short shirts available. If you subscribe to us on YouTube, you can have this shirt on your back. Okay. So go ahead and subscribe on YouTube and we will send you on this and please leave your contact information so we can send you this t-shirt. And again, I said it once. I'll say it again. This is game face. Bay sports magnified. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.